Hello and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Point of Insanity Game Studios Geekery in General Podcast. Just me tonight and today's topic is going to be pretty informal. Uh, I'm more or less speaking kind of off the cuff here. I didn't really plan ahead what I was going to say. Reason for that is I did have an episode I did want to air tonight. However, the well, let me explain what happened. Some of you might remember my friend Dawn. She helped me with a couple of episodes on comic books and alternate universes, as well as cosplay and conventions. Well, I had an idea to do a, an episode called Who Would Win in a Fight, where we would discuss how we thought a fight between different fictional characters would go down. And we did record the episode. Unfortunately, there was something goofy with, I don't know if it was on my end or if it was the internet connection or what, but there was a lot of clicking in the background. And I really couldn't figure out a way to get that clicking to go away and still have the podcast sound decent. Decent being a relative term. I admit I don't have high-tech recording equipment, so... It is fair to say that my podcast doesn't sound professional and sometimes does sound like downright crap. (laughs) But uh, Dawn and I have not had a chance to re-record that episode, but hopefully we will this week. So uh, for today's topic, I'm going to be discussing the Star Wars Episode 7 trailers. Now, before we begin that, just a couple quick announcements. Uh, First, I am recording this on Saturday, April 25th, and there was recently an earthquake in uh, Nepal. So, me being the kind of person I am, I set up a charity bundle on my online store at drivethroughstuff.com. So again, go to Drive Through Stuff or Drive Through RPG, look up Point of Insanity Game Studio, and there is... Uh, Red Cross Nepal charity bundle I set up. Uh, the products in there are Robot Battle Lords, Modern Monks Player's Guide, Modern Monks Urban Fantasy, and Modern Monks Game Master Guide. Uh, it's $12, and all profits from the sale of this bundle will be donated to the Red Cross uh, to assist with the relief efforts. And I'll probably have the bundle up for about a week or so. Also, I do have another charity bundle that I usually offer near the end of May, and that is going it's going to be a different bundle with different products, but uh, this is one I've done for the last, like, three years, and this one is donated to the Wounded Warrior Project. Uh, for those of you who may not have heard of this, Wounded Warrior is a charity that helps American soldiers who have been injured in the line of duty. I have had several friends over the years who have served in the military, uh, and my my normal co-host, Steve, is still on active duty, so it is a cause that I do support. I can thank you any veterans who are listening to this. You know, I really respect you guys, and I want to do my part to help any wounded soldiers even though I admit uh, I don't really raise a lot of money with it, but I want to do what I can. So, 
on to today's topic. Now, chances are you've heard of the upcoming release of Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. And most likely, you've probably seen one or both of the trailers that they've released for the new movie. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the trailers and my impressions. I know one of the things they want to do is they want to try to highlight some of the returning characters that are coming back that we've seen in the original Star Wars movies. And of course they are going to be introducing new characters as well. So let me start out with the new characters. There are the two main ones, Finn and I believe Ray is the other one. So those are the new the new male character, new female character. Uh, so I know they've figured in the trailers a bit. Unfortunately, I have to say so far I really don't seem interested in them. From what I've seen of them in the trailers, they haven't really been shown doing anything spectacular or really anything that's really caught my attention. Now, maybe it's just the trailers we've been offered. I'm sure that, uh, you know, there'll probably be new trailers in the months to come, and hopefully they'll show these two characters doing some more interesting things. And I guess one of the things that... I Okay, I am a Star Wars fan. I've enjoyed Star Wars for many years. Now, as far as my opinion on Episode 7, I plan to see it. I'm kind of wary as to how the movie is going to turn out because I've, it was an article. I don't remember where I saw it, but I believe that Disney declared that anything that didn't happen in the prequel trilogy or the original trilogy or any of the stuff they do is now considered non-canon. I personally think this is a bad mistake. I mean, Star Wars was released in 1977, so right now, Disney, as the current owners of Star Wars, you have almost 40 years of novels, video games, comic books, and the stories and characters and technology that we've seen in those. You've got all this material to work with, and now you're saying that this material essentially holds about as much weight as fan fiction. Hello, f almost 40 years worth of material you can use. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Now, I'm sure that there's some stuff they can't use because of copyright reasons, like uh, I believe Dark Horse or some of the, there's, uh, you know, I know Marvel also published some Star Wars comics. Maybe there's stuff introduced there that they can't use because of copyright reasons, but still it boggles my mind that they would basically flush decades of fiction and material and characters down the toilet and pretty much disregard it. Who knows? I'm sure, you know, they're still working on the movies and they're still going to make them, you know, as good as they possibly can, but I just personally feel it's a mistake to throw away that, that that many years, those many, sorry, I just think it's a mistake to throw away that many years worth of uh, fiction and background material. But back to the subject of the trailers. So again, we have those two new main characters, which as I said, they look okay, just they haven't really grabbed my attention yet. And 
Uh, another new character that I'm not exactly sure what to think of, and that's this droid that it's got this little head, but instead of legs like R2-D2, it basically moves around on this big ball. I have no idea what they were thinking when they made up that character. I Again, I'm not really sure what to think of it. It looks a little too comical for my tastes. Now, I know that there's been a fair amount of comic relief in the Star Wars movies and, you know, the Star Wars, uh, even the expanded universe, you know, the novels, the comics, but I don't know. I just can't take that robot seriously. It, I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks that way or not, but... Now, probably the one new character that I am looking forward to learning more about is... I believe it's going to be the head villain. I remember the first trailer, they show a guy in a black cloak, and you know you see him from behind. He takes several menacing steps, like he's going to go kick somebody's butt. Whips out a lightsaber, ignites it, red blade, and then there's a little handguard, and there's two small red blades there. I know, of course, there have been people that don't like that, and they think it looks hokey, but... Honestly, I think that looks pretty darn cool. So I am interested in learning more about that character. Now, I know one of the actors who has been hired for uh, one of the villain roles, uh, Adam Diver or Driver, I don't remember his last name. I know he was on that HBO series Girls, and I've seen a few episodes of that. So it should be interesting to see him play uh, a villain. So again, that should be interesting learning more about uh, this new, presumably, uh, this new Sith Lord. Uh, again, I'm just assuming he's going to be a Sith Lord because he has a red lightsaber blade. And in the Star Wars universe, it's more or less been established that the Sith Lords use red blades for their, their lightsabers. And from what I understand, it has to do with the crystals that they they use for their lightsabers to focus the beams when the Sith Lord is creating his lightsaber, he focuses all his anger and hate and fury into the, the, the lightsaber beam crystal. And that's what causes it to have the red blade. But again, with Disney declaring so much stuff non-canon, who knows if that's still the case. But anyways, another thing that I think is probably going to be a new character, uh, just my gut instinct... There's a quick shot in one of the trailers of a guy in what appears to be high-tech armor, definitely different from the Stormtrooper armor, and he's carrying a, a longer rifle. I thought that looked kind of intriguing. I'm going to guess that it's probably a bounty hunter. I admit I haven't been searching the internet for clues and spoilers and any details on the plot. So I'm not really sure what their the main plot of The Force Awakens is going to be. So it should be interesting to see what kind of role that character plays. Like I said, my impression, he looks like he probably would be a bounty hunter. Maybe it's Boba Fett, because it was established in the now non-canon uh, expanded universe that Boba Fett did not die when he fell into the Sarlacc pit. And considering how popular Boba Fett is, is um, among fans, I think it would be a mistake not to bring him back. 
But like I said, it with Disney, who knows what they're going to do. And then, again, a lot of the emphasis seems to be on the characters that we already know. Uh, I know they had a little bit with Luke Skywalker, where they show him putting his hand on R2-D2. And one thing that was kind of surprising is his hand didn't have the skin covering that it had in The Return of the Jedi and at the end of Empire Strikes Back. It was that robot hand, kind of like how uh, Anakin Skywalker uh, had in the uh, the prequel trilogies after Count Dooku cut off part of his, one of his arms. Uh, spoiler alert! I Okay, that was probably unnecessary, but... Anyways, let's continue. So, what exactly that means? I'm not sure. Uh, the other thing that I saw that really caught my attention was the, uh, the, the X-Wings. Looks like they're slightly different than the X-Wings we remember from the original trilogy. And I think it looks pretty cool. The scenes where they show the guys flying in the X-Wings, of course, looks awesome. I love X-Wings. They are one of my favorite types of fictional spacecraft, so it should be pretty cool to see what they do with the X-Wings. And, of course, speaking of really cool fictional spacecraft, the Millennium Falcon. I know there was the scene where they had the Millennium Falcon flying through the ruins of a, a Star Destroyer. That looked pretty sweet. Now, of course, speaking of the Millennium Falcon... We have Han and Chewie we know will be returning. Uh, there was the end of one of the trailers where uh, Han says, Chewie, we're home. And, of course, Chewie's... <laughs> so it should be interesting to see what that's about. Um, not sure what they're going to do with Han Solo. From what I recall, after the events of Return of the Jedi, uh, him and Leah eventually got married and had children whether that's going to happen in The Force Awakens, who knows. I'm going to assume they probably will keep with the uh, the previous plots with, Luke, with um, I almost said Luke and Leah getting married. Uh, that would be wrong. That's incest. That's frowned upon in most cultures. But uh, if they would have had Han and Leah get married and, of course, eventually have children, I, I could see them sticking with that because... I have a feeling there'd be a big fan revolt if they decided to disregard that. So that's my; those are my impressions of the trailer so far. Now, of course, one of the things that a trailer should do, in addition to telling you a little bit about the movie, it should get you energized. It should make you really excited, like you want to go see this movie. Like, you know, hey, you're going to spend... Eight nine dollars on a movie ticket, and probably uh, the same amount of money on soda and popcorn and snacks. You know, so you, this is going to be a worthwhile movie for you to see. That's what a trailer should do. It should really get, it should really lay a fire under your butt and make you excited to see this movie. Have the trailers done that for Episode Seven for me? Uh, not really. I'm not saying they're bad. I do like the trailers, and I'm not saying that I'm not going to see Episode 7. I fully intend to see Episode 7, but the trailers just haven't excited me that the way... Okay, 
before I go on, I know there are going to be people who are going to disagree with me when I say this. The trailers for Episode 7 have not excited me the way that the prequel trailers did, especially the trailers for The Phantom Menace. And let me explain why. Now, I liked The Phantom Menace. I know that movie gets a lot of hate, and I personally liked it. Uh, why does it get so much hate? There's a lot of reasons. The I know Jake Lloyd's portrayal of Anakin Skywalker turned some people off. I personally didn't mind. Maybe, because the way I saw it, uh, Jake Lloyd you know, really portrayed Anakin as being this you know, excitable, somewhat naive little kid who had high hopes. Yes, we know he's eventually going to become the Lord of Dark Lord of the Sith and a murdering uh, son of a gun and total evil. But when we watch Phantom Menace, we have to kind of have that suspension of disbelief. For the course of that movie, we have to make we have to pretend that we don't know that Anakin Skywalker is eventually going to become a bad guy. So that's the mindset I'm in. Yes, I know Anakin Skywalker is going to go evil, but for now, I'm going to root for him. I'm going to enjoy seeing him as a hero. Now, another bit of controversy that uh, Phantom Menace had, there were people that accused George Lucas of racial stereotyping with some of the characters. Jar Jar Binks. Um, I've heard people claim that he's supposed to be black stereotype. Uh, specifically with the fact that he's kind of irresponsible and uh, just kind of there for comic relief and doesn't really do anything important. And the fact that he has these long ear things, they're supposed to represent dreadlocks. The Trade Federation guys, uh, they're supposed to represent Asian stereotypes. And Watto uh, with the larger nose and you know being greedy and just only loving money. He's supposed to be based on negative Jewish stereotypes. Those are the main ones I've heard. And honestly, I don't know. I don't see it. When I go to watch movies, I go to be entertained. I'm not really one to go deeply analyzing everything. So my personal opinion is I don't think that Lucas intended any of those characters to portray negative racial or cultural stereotypes. Uh, I think those were just the characters that were designed and they went with it. I don't think there was any in malicious intention with those characters, but that's just my opinion. Now, another thing that I guess I really liked about uh, Phantom Menace, and I'm not going to get too much into the movie, I do intend to do that as a topic for a later show, but when I first started to see the trailers for The Phantom Menace and the merchandising campaign, it made everything seem new and sparkly. So for me, for the first time in years, Star Wars was fresh and exciting and original again. And I really liked that. And it, it wasn't just the trailers. Uh, well, just to kind of talk about the trailers, of course, it introduced Qui-Gon Jinn who, you know, I had long hair 
at the time that movie was released, so it's like, all right, a long-haired Jedi uh, gets my thumbs up. When I saw Darth Maul with the double-bladed lightsaber, again, I had a nerdgasm. I'm like, okay, that looks really awesome. And when they showed some of the lightsaber fightings, uh, a little bit of the lightsaber fights, again, that really captivated my attention. And it does make sense that they did choose to really kick it up a notch with the lightsaber fights in the, the prequel trilogy because I believe it was George Lucas explained that in the prequel trilogy they wanted to show us the prime of the Jedi because in the original trilogy the lightsaber let's look who was doing the lightsaber fighting Luke Skywalker Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi so we had an old man a crippled half you know old man half droid and a young guy who is first learning how to uh, fight with a lightsaber. So, of course, we're not going to have guys doing these, you know, jump in the air and flips and twirls and all these highly acrobatic maneuvers. Another reason I think they really decided to kick up the excitement factor for the prequel trilogy is, let's face it, those movies were released in the late 90s through early 2000s. It's a different audience. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. That's that's up for you to decide, and I wouldn't hold it against you however you felt about it. But I think today's audiences, they're just used to seeing more of these you know, high-action, flashy scenes with lots of special effects because... That's what we're used to from video games and movies and uh, popular media. So I think that they realized that if they chose to make the lightsaber fights similar to the ones that they did in the original trilogy where it was just very slow, calculated strikes, they probably would have lost the audience. They probably Most of the people probably would have gotten bored. Though from... Uh, Again, this was something I heard from someone in college many years ago. Uh, he was saying that he had read that the another reason that these fights were so slow and calculated is they were supposed to be based on the samurai movies that were uh, popular before Star Wars. You know, again, where we those samurai movies, you didn't have uh, the samurai doing all these flips and fancy twirling moves. Their goal was to conserve energy and try to kill their opponent in, you know, one or two hits. Again, just one of those little, little theories, and who knows, maybe I'll talk more about Star Wars in the in future episodes. Like I said, I do want to do one just on Phantom Menace because I enjoyed the movie. I found it entertaining. Now, maybe another thing that really made me, that really sparked my interest on the Phantom Menace was the advertising campaign, excuse me, and the merchandising campaign around it. Now, of course, there were there were the toys that were released back then. I'm not really familiar with the toy line for uh, Phantom Menace. This was long before my son was born, and it was also when I was finishing up college, so collecting toys wasn't exactly, or playing with toys, really wasn't the thing that was in my on my mind. But, again, just the the merchandising, the advertising, it made Star Wars exciting again. 
uh, one of the ad campaigns I remember rather fondly is, of course, there were fast food tie-in promotions, and they had Yum Brands. Uh, they got a huge advertising promotion, I know. Uh, they were Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I know they had a couple of commercials where they took each of their their spokesmen or mascots and put them all in some commercials together. Uh, of course, KFC had Colonel Sanders. Pizza Hut at the time, their spokesperson was a pizza delivery girl. And Taco Bell, their slogan at the time was Yo Quiero Taco Bell, and their uh, mascot was this little chihuahua. So I remember they had one where they had the you know the three mascots surrounded by a bunch of uh, robot troops. So again, it was interesting. But maybe uh, the real reason that episode one has such fond memories for me is because it takes me back to what was a very positive, very fun-filled time in my life. When episode one was released, I was in my last year of college at University of Wisconsin Oshkosh. So, of course, I was looking forward to the future. Granted, I loved college. <laughs> if I could have stayed in college forever, I would have, but my student loan bill would not be pretty to look at. But anyways, um, you know, it was I was finishing up college, so I was excited to get out and, you know, enter the real world. Side note. Kids, college students, don't enter the real world. As Admiral Akbar would say, it's a trap! But to carry on. Uh, also, another thing about my uh, last year that I enjoyed a lot is since by this time I had completed all of the core classes and the required classes, so I was just the only classes I took during the my last year and a half or so of college was all either classes to finish up my major or there were I could take classes that I wanted to take because I thought they were they sounded interesting uh, like I know I had some art classes I took that were a lot of fun uh, there was a watercolor class I took a photography class I took I just loved the professors I had for them another thing that really made that year memorable is I was living off campus for that last year. Now, I'm sure you guys all remember Dan from Radio Free Borderlands. Uh, he was one of my roommates my last year in college. So, of course, living off campus, you had a bit more freedom than you did when you were living in the dorms. But, in a way, there was also a lot more responsibility uh, because I had to work more hours at the, jo the, the job I had at the time because not only did I have to have money for rent now, but, of course, I also had to pay for my share of the cable bill, and the phone bill, and the energy bill, and the water bill. So, again, I look back at that, that time in my life with a lot of fond memories. And so, again, maybe that's just another one of those reasons that... I enjoy episode one to this day as it, it takes me back to a simpler, more carefree time in my life before, uh, you know, going on into the real world and 
facing some of the responsibilities I face today, uh, being a husband, a father, holding a, down a, a full-time job, and then, you know, of course, also doing my podcast and my role-playing games on the side. Well, this is all I plan to say on this uh, topic for now. I hope you enjoyed listening to me talk a little bit about uh, Star Wars and the trailers. Uh, again, please feel free to stop by drive through stuff, and uh, if you see it fit, uh, again, I've got the Red Cross Nepal bundle, and as I said, all profits from that will be donated to the Red Cross, and then in uh, late May, uh, probably the last two weeks of May, I'll be doing my Wounded Warrior charity bundle, uh, so I'll certainly be talking about that later. If you would like to contact me, go to POIGamestudio.com, and there's a Contact Me section on the website. There is, you can also go to Facebook and look up P Point of Insanity Game Studio on Facebook. Please feel free to like the page. I do appreciate it. Uh, also, if you have any ideas for any topics you'd like to see me cover, um, or you know any guests you want me to bring back, or hey, even if you've got ideas for a guest, if you want to see if I can contact someone to to have on the show, I'm always open for that. Can't guarantee I'll get someone like George Lucas on my show, but anyways, you know what I mean. So, with that said, thanks for tuning in. Have a good evening, or morning, or afternoon, whatever it is, wherever you are. And may the Force be with you. Music